What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 203. We're here on Tuesday, July 28th. Before we jump into the show, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign, who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election, and we'll be working very hard for it over the next 98 days. The Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. Be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And all right, let's jump into the show. We all have right. the bar hearing going on yeah, right it's now. Still going on right now. Still going on, but uh, we couldn't wait yeah. to record. So, oh, well, because things came to a crashing halt this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the hearing got a late start because yeah. uh, Fat Jerry got into a car accident. Um, I mean, when you keep you know, peddling lies about Barr, Trump, Russia, you know, you got, the, the things, you know, a head-on collision is uh, inevitable. Well, this is a perfect analogy for the Democrats' attempt to discredit yeah, no, Attorney it's, it's General ridic- Barr. It's ridiculous. Because every single time Attorney General Barr attempts to answer a question, they reclaim their time. Yeah. They can't let him speak. They can't let him speak because the allegations are just so ridiculous. It really is tinfoil hat territory. I oh mean, yeah, I mean it's it's no you would, different you than would these think, conspiracy theory message boards that you read. You would think Rachel Maddow is up there yeah. on the dies asking yeah. questions. It's Ridiculous. unbelievable. It, it's it's bad. So we got a few moments from the hearing so far that were very very tremendous because uh, even though they are refusing to let Barr speak, the GOP representatives are letting him speak, and he's had quite a few good quotes here. Uh, so let's roll this first clip. We have the obligation to protect to protect federal courts, and the U.S. Marshals specifically have been given that obligation. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble. And he asks the vital question, is it okay to burn down federal courthouses now? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, if they went to burn down the D.C. District Court, would Congress do something about it? Probably not. It's just just embarrassing. It's totally embarrassing that the left here is trying to make this out to be peaceful protests. Yeah. And you wrote a column about this, how, you know, they're just, they're, they're they, lying. They're, they're, not they're, call, lying. they're not calling it what, what it is. I mean, when, when you torch, Well, they're purposefully lying. Yeah, it's purposely, yeah. But, we, yeah, like when you can't, you know, it's not a peaceful demonstration when they start, you know, setting buildings on fire, attacking police and, and police stations. I mean, that's just obvious, so. Yeah. I mean, and this, then, is, this is Newspeak. <laughs> and then they go as far to equate uh, our federal agents to Nazis yeah. saying yeah. Uh, that they're stormtroopers. Yeah. Or a secret police. I oh, yeah, the that, secret that, police. That, that, was, that was uttered. You know, the, which, the, 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 the Secret Service now 
is the secret police of, you know, the Soviet Union. You mean or, you mean the secret police that are not so secret oh, because exactly. everybody fucking exactly. knows about exactly. them. The whole point Protecting of a secret police is not to know about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, any agency that protects Trump or federal property or enforces law and order is the secret police now. Yeah. So And Attorney General Barr had a fiery response to those comments. Let's roll that clip. The other question I have is and you've heard it earlier today, the stormtrooper comments by the Speaker of the House. And we know that that is a direct uh, reference to the paramilitary wing of the Nazi party, stormtroopers going at it. Do you believe that that actually puts our law enforcement community at a whole? As a son of a state trooper, I, I want to know your opinion. Is it, don't you think it encourages the violence that we're seeing and encourages the participation against the police? I think that's possible, and I think it's irresponsible to call these federal law enforcement officers stormtroopers. I mean, he rightfully is angry about this because yeah. – they're just doing their job. They're just defending federal property. Yeah. What's so wrong with when that? When you throw kerosene balloons at a federal courthouse, the marshals are going to respond. And they should respond. Yeah. And they should get reinforcements. Hence uh, Operation Legend. This is not that hard. You can't throw Molotov cocktails at fucking buildings. I don't understand wh- how we've got to this point. But you know what? I'm, I'm off. You know what? Listen. The fe- not only should the federal agents be in there, the fucking military should be in there. I want tanks. I want divisions. <laughs> I want Apache helicopters, drones. I want every aspect of state power. Hate to say it. Yeah, well, to go in there and crush these mobs. There, there's Matt's uh, South Korean That's authoritarian right. angle right. right there. That's right. <laughs> I'm God just gonna right. not comment on that. But let's let's. Do, you all know but, storms for the Supreme Council for National Reconstruction that may or may not be forming as we. Well, speak. you know, if you have to send them to re-education camps, maybe you do it. But well, yeah. um, you also have now new stories coming out from yeah. Atlanta that the fireworks were. Mortar. Made into some sort of device, an improvised device oh that included nails and so other shrapnel. Okay, so it's terrorism. Now, it was, it's, now it's just straight terrorism. Not only is it terrorism, but it's attempted murder. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, come it. on. And then further, uh, Attorney General Barr goes into how if the government allows the Portland Federal Building to be destroyed, there's no doubt that the violence will spread. Oh, yeah. Let's listen to that clip. And if you did what my Democrat colleagues were asking, if you merely abandoned that federal property, allowed it to be overrun, allowed the people inside to be harmed, is it your view then that Antifa and other violent people engaged in these acts would simply stop, would simply accept that as their sole victory? Or is it your expert opinion, having dealt with a number of law enforcement and criminal cases in your legal career, that that they wouldn't stop, that they would go to the next town, to the next community, and potentially inspire more violence. There's no doubt in my mind that it would spread. And meanwhile, you have the Democrats that refuse to even acknowledge the reality on the ground. You have uh, Fat Jerry that says Antifa is a myth. Yeah, it was, I don't know what he's talking, I mean. He was caught on the street, not wearing a mask, might I add, in violation of D.C.'s mask mandate, which doesn't apply to Congress because they constitutionally can't do that. But, you know, these are the same people that say, oh, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to die and you have to stay inside until there's a vaccine. Regardless, journalist Austin Fletcher caught Nadler outside of the Capitol waiting for his car to pick him up and asked him to disavow Antifa and about the rioting going on in Portland. Let's take a listen to his incredulous response. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now. That's that, right. That's, that, that's a myth. 
that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. It's Sir, there's there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. There's th they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. It's a myth. Wow. Wow. You have the chair of the House Judiciary Committee saying that violent Antifa terrorists are a myth. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what happens when, when you just watch CNN and MSNBC all day. It, it, I mean, it makes Apparently. It, I mean, it makes you retarded. Apparently. So Antifa has openly admitted that they exist. I mean, how many times have they said, you know, we're, no, know. we're coming to this city or that city or the other? I mean, Julio has done excellent work documenting these clowns. Uh, he's actually gone to many Antifa protests mm -hmm. uh, or riots, right? Should, should I call them riots? Riots, whatever riots, you want to call yeah, it. whatever they want to call Terrorism. Them. They're gatherings. And they exist. So J Fat Jerry needs to get on a plane and go to Portland because that's where they all are. They're all yep. on the left coast, and they're all white people. Yep. It's it's just it's it, I mean it's I know they're they're kind of being meshed in with the the BLM folks, which also has been taken over by white liberals. It's white liberals. So it's all white liberals. It's white so libs. There's been a whitewash yeah. of the <laughs> Black Lives Van Matter Jones. movement, and it's just like it's no longer about George Floyd. It's no longer about Breonna Taylor. It's about Marxist revolution. Mm -hmm. They just used it to mobilize. We all know this. I don't preach to the choir, folks. But I mean, it's just now. It just it just it's just it's just there. I mean, it's, yep. it's it can't be any more explicitly clear that this is a bunch of crazy lefty white disgruntled Marxists who just want to kill federal agents. Yep. So they're blinding them with lasers. We forgot to mention that they have all these fucking lasers being shown at them. Yeah, they've blinded they've multiple blinded agents. Them, permanently blinded federal agents. Yeah. It's now time to start passing out live ammo. Yeah. And well, you know, you've seen videos like from Chicago yeah. at the Columbus statue where they were getting pelted with oh god, full cans, bottles, fireworks, one, one had bats. A, one had his head cracked open yeah. right in front of the camera. Yeah. You saw that. I mean, it's just <laughs> I mean, frankly, it's unbelievable that there hasn't been live fire happening yeah. and I think that's just because one, it would make the situation a lot worse. Well, I don't know about two, that. Two, it would definitely make the situation know. worse. A, a, and a two, pile of, a pile of spilled lefties, you know, stacked high. Oh my god! Like, All right, like we did in Korea, <laughs> and you have—I can't even respond to that. You, you have the police who are afraid to do their job. Yeah, or they can't. That's do their the bigger job. Or they can't do their job. I mean, uh, the Seattle—they've been told. Yeah, the Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best uh, ripped the count. First of all, the city council in Seattle tried to ban tear gas canisters and flashbangs, which was blessedly blocked by a judge from going into effect because that is just absolutely nuts. And she was like, you know, basically, you know, she didn't say it directly. But basically, she's saying you people are are causing my cops to be in danger because well, because of your defund the police, did you anti see police nonsense. Now they have no crowd control measures in Seattle. They ripped away the last uh, oh, one, so now they can't use pepper spray, I believe. So they can't do anything. I thought, oh my god. Yep, can't do anything at all. Not good. It's only going to get worse. That's why we got to win this election. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Russia Gate. We have now – we know who the main source behind the Steele dossier was <sighs> now that he's been outed. Obviously, we all know about Christopher Steele and the yeah, fake dossier yeah, and this and that. Yeah. Well, it turns out that 42-year-old 42, 42 Igor Danchenko, a Russian-born analyst living in America, was Steele's primary source. Although Danchenko's identity was redacted in a newly released FBI memo, a Twitter user pieced together key pieces of information that revealed who the source was. 
New York Times later confirmed that it is indeed this man. And his attorney confirmed the suspicion that his client was one of the main sources behind the Steele dossier. Uh, interestingly enough, some of Danchenko's statements to the FBI contradicted the dossier, and he made it clear that the information was, quote, rumors and speculation and couldn't be confirmed. This was before the FISA. Yeah. Before the FISA. Yeah. And Steele ended up using those rumors, obviously, to yeah. uh, perpetrate this entire hoax among the American yeah. people. And set and, forth, uh, you know, Crossfire Hurricane and this whole yep. mess. This yep. whole mess is based off this this bullshit document. All it was was they were upset that their man didn't get elected. Well, yeah. woman. Yeah. And uh, they— Well, I mean, it's debatable. They, yeah. They basically obstructed a duly elected president. Yeah. And there's going to be a yeah. lot more to come out here. You have tiny, tiny bits of info coming out about indictments from the Durham investigation. Durham said uh, – or no, Barr said today that Durham's moving along and that he's also appointing someone else to look at the uh, the unmasking specifically on top mm-hmm. of the people he already has on it. So there's certainly smoke and I would say maybe even fire there. The yeah. real question is will anyone pay the price for it? And that's up for debate yeah. currently. Um, but, but yeah, Barr I, it, much, sounds much like us yeah. in his constant repeating of the the basis of all this being we can no longer have two standards of justice in this country. Yeah. And he said it this morning he again. Did. Yeah. So that's very uh, yeah. uplifting. And also <laughs> it further exposes this whole hoax. So yeah. I, mean, I mean I know it, there may not be any deep – how do you put it? Consequences for those who perpetrated this crime. But – at least for us, we can show that this is not this was a hoax, and this possibly is one of the greatest journalistic failures of all time. Oh, definitely. One of well, the, I mean, look I mean, at these left wing organizations that yeah. won Pulitzers for this. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's unbelievable. They should give them back. Yeah. It's all lies. It Put was an all asterisk, lies. Asterisk next to it. We knew it was lies. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this literally is like the plot yeah. of Homeland. Yeah. Where oh yeah the deep state yeah yeah I mean you can't I mean the now, useful yeah. idiots and the Russians with 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 with, with social media with 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 a with an allegation this large there's no way it could be kept secret a eh? and there's no way that there would be any you know direct evidence would have been found weeks after the New York Times well, and, and, and company you know ran with this right yeah evidently there was no how many how many bombshells were there. Countless bombshells that died 36 hours later because there was no direct evidence. It whittled away. It died on the vine. But they kept beating it against the wall because they think they might find something. There was never – I mean by the time of like the fourth bombshell, I'm just like th- – this quote – using air quotes. It was all obviously – But nonetheless, you had the narrative. There was yeah. no evidence. Yeah. You had the narrative and it got driven into many, many people's minds. Yeah. There are still – even with all of this real true evidence that yeah. disputes the entire thing – there yeah. are still people that believe oh, that Donald Trump is a Russian agent. No, it's sad. It really is sad. And let me tell you something. You know, the, it's, it's, it's so ironic because the person who delivered, like, the final, like, dagger to the heart to this whole thing was Peter Strzok. Yeah. Peter Strzok's notes on the New York Times piece that really set this thing off – well, one of the pieces that set, that, that set it off about – remember how Trump officials had prior contacts to Russian intelligence officials before the 2016 election? Remember that fucking story? Yeah, yeah. 
His notes were either the three key words were misleading, inaccurate, or absolutely not true. They said that Roger Stone was part of the FBI inquiry. Not true. Paul Manafort was in on the calls. Not true. Everything was absolutely ripped apart. But even James Comey, of all people, was like, "Yeah, that story was not was not right." But the New York Times had to, uh, you know, stands by because you know they can't admit anything was wrong. Yeah, and not to mention with all of this new evidence coming out, we have we have credible evidence that these people had lied to Congress, oh. especially James, James Comey. Okay, well, I guess— And there's calls now for him to testify this yeah. fall in front of the Senate Judiciary well, Committee with Lindsey Graham. I, I think that he should be sentenced to uh, seven to nine years, right? Remember? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that, that's new standard apparently for lying to Congress. you got to go away for almost a decade. Apparently, yep. even though they all do it, everyone has lied to Congress. Even th- James Clapper lied to Congress. I think people forget that. Oh, I know. Remember that? Not knowingly. Or, oh, yeah. Or, Eric or Holder, Remember what was that? What was that? Eric fucking Holder line? was in contempt of Congress. Oh, yeah. But oh, it's you know, it's yeah, an institution now yeah. that the Democrats oh, are in yeah. charge. Yeah, yeah. So. It's just fucking unbelievable. Um, and we're gonna have a lot more on this. I feel like yeah. the, as we get closer to Labor Day, I is what from what I heard the drop dead point yeah. that if they're not prepared to release it by Labor Day. That it's going to be held till after the election, which I think is very dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. And I will say that should we lose the mm-hmm. election, God forbid, help us all, we should give them the same peaceful transfer of oh, power that I we agree. got. I agree. I, I think, th- uh, you know, I give think them some I, of their own medicine. I think a lot of files should be deleted. Yeah, give them a taste of their own medicine, honestly. Yeah. Let's talk about COVID here for a little bit. Uh, not that it's the most oh, rosy topic. Yeah. We have the new uh, federal stimulus plan, or at least the GOP plan has been released. Yeah. Uh, it includes another round of direct payments, so it's a basically redux of what we had before, a PPP sequel to help prevent more layoffs. Uh, you have the federal unemployment income, which is still a major point of contention. And then you have a litany of stuff, money for schools, testing, treatments, vaccines. What's the final price um, tag? I, I, I'm afraid to ask. Well, the Republican bill was initially pegged at uh, $1.2 trillion. Oh, my God. The Democrat bill that they passed, which will never, ever pass the that. Republican Senate, yeah. was $3.4 trillion, I think. Okay, so at how many trillion? So it's probably going to come around $2 trillion oh, or my so. God. so. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, and that's on top of the fir- – how, how much money have we spent? Uh, like four trillion on okay. deficit. I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not saying that, that this is unnecessary. I mean, obviously, it saved millions of jobs. But, yeah, I but go back. And I can forth. see. I mean, I can see some of the more Tea Party wing of the House Republican Caucus. Well, not, Rand Paul not behind this at all. Rand Paul we, is certainly not behind it, and I heard that uh, quite a few Republicans are going to vote against it. Yeah. Um. So the ooh. the issue that we have here is, I think, twofold. You have the debt and deficit issue, yeah. which no one seems intent on tackling no matter what, yeah. so I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. But you also have the places that need money, yeah. right? There's also another aspect of this which creates a liability shield for businesses, hospitals, and entities, which is very important because businesses should not be held liable if someone gets COVID there. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that – for me, is what puts me over the edge to supporting this. You also have, you know, creating a reemployment bonus. So if you get rehired back, the employer gets a benefit. It doesn't include the payroll tax cut, which Donald Trump wanted. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of negotiations to be done. Uh, and the unemployment insurance runs out on Friday. 
they're facing a tight deadline. They're also supposed to leave for their August vacation this week. Uh, not that they've really been doing shit this year besides spending money. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, yeah. there's no motivator like them wanting to leave town to pass a bill. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. You also have now the uh, guy wrote a very good piece on this yesterday about mm-hmm. the liberal media distorting COVID statistics to craft their narrative around liberal politicians. So basically everyone is focused on Florida, right? Florida, Florida, Florida. Florida. And evil Florida. No matter how many cases Florida has right now, which they've become, I think, the number two state behind California. Yeah. And let's not fool yourselves. New York is the number one state. They just didn't have enough testing when the outbreak was peaking to make that. Do you think those are all the positive cases, folks? Please. Well, that's the thing. The testing, the testing is still. Uh, you know, you have people saying that they've been marked positive that didn't even get a test. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. that's up for debate, right? Yeah. Uh, but you have Arizona, Texas, and Florida, uh, California all leveling off and potentially being past their peaks. Remember that this is the curve that we were supposed to be on. Yeah. New York took the wrong curve. Yes. This is the correct curve, right? New York took the, let's infect everybody, kill all the old people, kill everyone who's vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and then hopefully we'll see uh, a dip. And even with all these cases, the daily deaths in these other states are six times lower than New York's peak. Yeah, New York is is the mecca for the U.S.-based outbreak. Florida has more people, but five times less death. Yeah. And... You have 32,000, at least 32,000 people died under Cuomo's watch. Double the next closest state, which is New Jersey and yeah. King Murphy up there because he's – they were both really great at managing oh, yeah. this crisis. Yeah. It's well, just, they, they, you know, it's they, they wanted to kill all the old people. So. They had a death rate in New York at least triple the rate of 41 other states. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The nursing home stuff? Yeah. But, I mean, really. But New York did it right, Storm. Remember, New York New York did COVID. Oh, right. yeah. They did it and, right. And then, uh, you know, Fredo, Andrew Cuomo's brother, who wouldn't have a show if he wasn't a fucking Cuomo, has, has the gall to blast Vice President Pence for expressing his gratitude and appreciation to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He, he quote tweeted that saying, quote, Head of task force praising governor who mishandled the pandemic. Okay, you know what? Sit this one out, Chris, because it's unbelievable. first of all, you were infected and then you broke quarantine and then you were, went out shedding all over the place. Yeah. Could have potentially spread it to God knows how many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know what? Sit this one out, pal. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, shut the fuck up. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the yeah. gall of these people to talk shit about and other And your states. brother's a murderer. Yeah. Your brother killed tens of thousands of people. Him, Phil Murphy, Governor yeah. Wolf from Pennsylvania, and the yeah. and the Connecticut governor all shoved infected patients into, into, nurse, nursing, into homes. nursing homes. Because apparently that's what you do with uh, – you know, when there's a pathogen going out. You put it where all – where people who could actually die from it are all concentrated. Yeah. Like and, what, 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 what type of fucking policy is this? And then not only that, tried to cover it up. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's tra- a that's March, an aspect that's not March really talked 25th about. The March twenty fifth order from Cuomo, the March twenty fifth order was somehow they tried to deep six it from the New York uh, Health website. Mm-hmm. We all fucking noticed, Andrew. Yeah, Grim Reaper. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. And then he's all pissy about how there's like some con- remember there's some concert somewhere, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." I'm just like, "Well, you know what? If that was probably held at a nursing home, it would be okay, right? Yep. It would have been fine if it was at a nursing home." Mm-hmm. I I know it's unbelievable. 
And this past weekend, you had Major League Baseball return, the first of the professional sports to return. Oh my However, this season could be threatened due to the new COVID-19 outbreaks occurring on some teams, especially the Marlins. Uh, they had to cancel some games yesterday. There's talk of whether the season will proceed or not, so we'll see what happens there. Proceed. Um, I mean, is anybody in however, the ICU from that team? No. Okay, but so however, okay. this is a uh, new roadblock that could potentially stop other sports such as basketball, hockey, and or football from returning. So uh, the latter, I'm uh, uh, wary. About. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. We'll either. see. I we'll mean, see. all it takes is for like I know, like I told, I like uh, like I discussed with Cruiser. All it takes is like for one of the tackles, like, you know, left tackle, right tackle, then the whole offensive line has to be quarantined, right? Right. Well, yeah. that's the thing about baseball is it's not a contact sport. No, it's not. Right. No. So that's different than yeah. a lot of the other sports. The NFL was considering uh, like a, like a shield guard. Yeah, you know, I, I, but again, you're still close to some. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I guess it kind of helps. I don't know. We'll see. We haven't. We'll see. We've seen in the people that gotten infected, it's very few actually yeah. have even symptoms at all. Yeah. So, I mean, from based on that off that email blast from Roger Goodell a couple of days ago, it sounds like football is still on for now. They're gonna so try. I mean, there's too try. much money to be lost. Yeah. So. Um, it's true. But we'll see. I, I enjoyed baseball being back. Sands the social justice warrior political bullshit. Oh, and the crowd um, noise. They got to stop with the crowd The noise. fake crowd noise is kind of annoying. It's yeah. not good. Well, that's the other thing is professional sports without crowds loses a lot of like intrinsic value. Yeah, it does. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that how that works. But, I mean, the money is in the TV too. Yeah. So, like, not just getting the fans at the ballpark. Yeah, so. but there's still a lot of money with the, the fans. I mean, football with no fans, they say potential losses could be $5 billion. Oh, it'll definitely be a loss. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to yeah. be the same as it was yeah. before, but – you, at least you still have the TV Jeez, deals, which, yeah. <laughs> which hey, which is might, what the NFL cares yeah, about. Yeah, and then they might take over the Saturday spots because college is uh, college is definitely not yeah, happening. So no college. I mean, with know, those, the NFL can dip into those Saturday, you know, you know. With those liberals in charge of these colleges, there's no way. And they totally fucked over those kids. It really is sad. I mean, I'm not just the football team, like because you know, the football team is the main artery for all the revenue, yeah. right? So if that goes, a lot of these programs can't continue. So I mean, didn't Stanford like axe like eleven programs? Oh yeah, I mean, well, not luckily only, those kids can still stay and still have their scholarships, but that's not what they were brought there for. It's it's yeah, not only really from the sports the angle, the entire angle of keeping kids out of schools, not only oh, at colleges yeah, yeah. but also at K to twelve schools yeah, and preschools. It's out of control. Is unbelievable. It's out of control. These teachers' unions are so fucking corrupt. Well, they just don't want to work, bro. Right. They just don't want to. I don't. Work. I don't get it. You okay? So you have health officials that say yes. Reopen schools. Yeah. CDC right? had a long post about why it's important to reopen schools, not just for the data's sake, but yeah. for the the psychological factors and development of of young children. They need this interaction. Here in Fairfax County, they voted to go virtual before even letting the healthcare professionals speak. Oh my god! That shows you how much yeah. they care about it. Yeah. And so what I have to say is, okay, if you're not going to reopen schools, then give us back the tax dollars yep. and let the parents spend the money to either send kids yeah. to private school or have in-home instruction. Private school applications are through the roof right now. I think this has the ability to remake the entire education system yeah. hey, because people are fed up. Agree. No work, no salary. That's why I say for the public schools. Exactly. No work, exactly. If you don't no work, salary. Then you don't get a, you don't get yeah, paid. You don't get paid, right? Give them give them the option like these sports yeah. professionals to skip a year. Yeah, you could skip a year. You can if you skip want. a year, yeah. but no pay, and you got to pay for I your mean, own health insurance, and you got to pay the taxes. I mean, I do get it because things. teachers are overwhelmingly of old age, so that is a problem. I agree with that. Yeah. However, you need to then develop a system to to somehow give those 
teachers either a way to teach from their homes remotely by, you know, putting them up on a projector in the class. I don't think that's that difficult. Robots. But, but or bring in replacement younger teachers for a year. Like yeah. setting back our entire education system by a year oh, is the, the largest the, effect is going to be on yeah, poor yeah, and yeah. inner city oh, kids. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that I mean, I think I mentioned this before, like in Nashville, 86,000 student body. Yeah. Only thirty-one percent don't have access to a home computer. Storm. It's it's considered right. a poor school district. How's that going to work? Kids not learning for a year again, because let's be honest, they really didn't learn much last year because you know March kind of yeah right. The 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 socioeconomic impact is going to be far worse than anything COVID could dish out. Oh yeah, obviously. Reading, math, and yeah. writing proficiencies are already down I by forty percent. It's not good. I mean, so what are we going to do? I mean, it's okay. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, I think I think people. Once this has all passed, we're going to see the real. They damage, surveyed. The real they surveyed the over how this was all overblown. Oh, definitely. They yeah. surveyed the school district here. I think it was like sixty-five percent of parents wanted their kids to go back to school. Yeah. So I uh, I really don't it's get not, this whole. Thing. I mean, in Germany, they're going back. It's become another political issue, just like the mask thing. None uh, of this is based in, like, actual science. No. And, like, the people saying, oh, you got to wear masks outside are yeah. totally full of shit. And, I mean, you just see it in these politicians. Cuomo went to fucking Georgia, one yeah. of the states on his banned list. Yeah. Didn't wear a mask. Nope. And then went right back to New yeah. York well, seeing people. Remember, he's an essential worker. He's an essential well, worker. Well, he's above the wall in his yeah, opinion. he's an essential worker for killing the old people. That's what he's essential for. Yeah, exactly. So... And if this doesn't underline why we must reelect the Trump campaign, I mean, I'm not sure what does. And and the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. And be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And so let's talk about the violent left because we've talked a little bit about this, but yeah, there's just yeah, some yeah. crazy stories out here. And I, yeah. like, I can't believe that this shit comes out of their mouths. Yeah. It's oh. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, who's a real fucking great leader, as we've seen, oh, says that Trump is sending federal agents to cities is a dry run for martial law should he lose the election. Yeah. She yeah, said, she said, yeah. quote, he's clearly targeted cities run by Democratic mayors. He said so himself. He's using law enforcement as a political tool. <laughs> Jenny, you allowed armed leftists to seize a portion of Seattle. OK, yeah. I, like, I, yeah. Just beyond like, her city. Yeah. She's making a generalization here that they're only targeting Democrat cities. Yeah. That's because yeah. where all the fucking crime exactly. is. They're hellholes. You've turned those cities into hellholes. You look at all these cities, they haven't had Republican mayors for 40-plus years. Yeah. These are Democrat-run cities yep. that are shitholes. Yep. 
There's no doubt about that. New York City was run by Republicans or a – I mean in terms of Bloomberg, a uh, – I guess he – well, actually he was a Republican. But he was mostly – Well, New York is the only city that's yeah. had a Republican mayor yeah. and that was Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. And Bloomberg by today's standards ran the city as a Republican. Yeah. And But you know, let's be honest. He was also a pro-law and order, pro-economic development Democrat. Yeah, that's what he – right? But he didn't, he didn't govern like a Democrat. No, Not at all. No. And he brought in a lot of investment to this, into the city and then this guy named de Blasio, who's also another – he's just as bad as Cuomo in my, in my book, comes in and is now destroying the city. He's taken a billion from the police. He is hamstringing the police. He spits on the police and now the, this, he allowed the base of the mob to like rule the city for a couple of days after the Floyd you know, after the Floyd incident. So I oh, mean yeah. it is what it is. He's destroyed the city. I mean how, shootings have gone up through the roof under de Blasio and, 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 and you know, kids are getting blown away. Here's the thing. People up there in New York City, people that I'm friends with, yeah. say, oh, we can't wait for de Blasio to get out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but then the voters are going to elect some fucking Democrat to just carry on exactly what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. I said the days of a Bloomberg-like or Giuliani-like mayor running that city are, yeah, over are over because some people's gripes – I mean a lot of people's gripes with de Blasio is that he's too radical – but a lot of leftists up there say that he's not radical enough. Oh my god! Oh yeah, but the, well, I mean, he's the, the bail thing probably doesn't go far enough for them, right? Well, they want to yeah. just abolish the police. Oh, they yeah, want the NYPD too. to be totally gone, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just unbelievable. No, 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 but no, they just mean defund, not abolish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> redirect funding, redirect. right? Yeah. Uh, the Oakland mayor, oh, Libby Schaff told the New York Times on Sunday he's, quote, furious that Oakland may have played right into Donald Trump's twisted campaign strategy because images of a vandalized downtown is exactly what he wants to whip up his base and to potentially justify sending in federal troops that were only incite more unrest. No, you people are out of control. Yeah. Sorry. You're pe- you can't get your residents in control, so now the federal government has to come in and, you know, use the whip, you know, take out the belt and beat these people into submission. Sorry. Has yeah. to happen. Well, Has to happen now. It's been weeks of this shit. You would think that if he really thought that it was just playing into our hands that he would try to stop it. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. So. Yeah, so You have the yeah. DOJ arresting nearly two dozen Portland anarchists for attacks on the federal courthouse. They've Good. arrested 22 individuals who were involved in riots in the city and carrying out coordinated attacks on the courthouse in Portland last weekend. Uh, they've been carrying weapons. They've used high-powered lasers. They've used fireworks. They've been throwing balloons filled with acid, water bottles filled with acid. Yeah. They've been throwing full cans of beans and canned yeah, goods. It's out of control. It's just unbelievable. And and it's been reported that at least three federal officers in Portland may not recover their vision at all yeah. after they got hit with high-powered lasers in their eyes. I mean – it's They get too close to those fences. And let me tell you, I don't know why we don't have those uh, – it's in, it's in Jackass the movie, but it's an anti it's a dispersal unit. It's basically hundreds of metal of of it's not, not sorry not metal rubber balls. They're compressed, and if they if things get too out of hand, you it explodes and it sends them out outward. Well, they've been they, using, they need those. Man. They've they been using those. rubber bullets. Now, not enough. It, no, because then if you do what you just said, yeah. the argument becomes you're uh, you're shooting non discriminately. You're not targeting the actual inciters. Well, and yeah, you well, can do shit. that. But <laughs> then it becomes another weapon against us in the narrative. That's the problem here yeah. is that doing the right thing yeah. is not right it's in not, the eyes of the media. Exactly. I know it's not right. But at the same time, we're not going to win these states anyway. So 
That's true, but you have a lot of squishy suburban women oh, who are on the fence, God. and they want to see two things. Yeah. They want law and order restored, yeah. but they want it done in a non-heavy-fisted way. Oh, you got... Okay. I know, I know. Believe me, I'm not saying that they're right. Oh, no, no, however, no, 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 no. I'm not, however, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm, I'm sighing at, the that, key, at that position. That's the ridiculous. The key is that those, that voting group I plays know. a key role in a I lot know. of swing states. Yeah. Especially okay, okay. Pennsylvania, oh. North Carolina, yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, all those states, you still got to yeah. you got to be in between Fine. there. Let's negotiate with the terrorists. Let's give them an inch. They'll take 700 miles and then they'll take the acid, the explosive devices, everything you just said into the suburbs. No, I know. That's where it's going to spread. And then, I'm not and saying, then we can revisit this. I'm not saying you negotiate with the terrorists. Yeah. I'm just saying that's how they look at it because oh, they get their wow. news from CNN and well, MSNBC. I know. It's so that's that's where it goes. It's terrible. And it's terrible. I mean, we need, but overwhelmingly, yeah, we need there's to, public support yeah. for putting down the riots. Yeah. But when you get to the second level question of how it should be done, there's significant disagreement among the voting groups, oh right? Obviously, men yeah. think that there wasn't enough force used. Yeah. yeah. Women think there's too much force used. So you have to reconcile that because at the end of the day, yeah. this is a political battle it too. It is. I know. And. I know. Yeah, if if the election goes off and we lose, then hell yeah, unleash yeah. the beast. Unleash I don't give beast. a shit what exactly. you do. Use live ammo. When I don't you even throw care. kerosene balloons, I'm sorry. Right. I, I don't right. think there's much room for, you know, you don't get, you know, no, uh, I agree. tea and cookies. What here. they're waiting for is for somebody to bring a gun out there and start shooting down federal agents. That's what they're waiting for. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's going to happen. I think that's so. That's going to happen. I think so. These, these people definitely, if they can make bombs, they definitely have guns. Let's not, yeah. I mean, come on. Let's and speaking of here. speaking of Portland, our own Julio Rosas is about yeah. to head out there. Oh, and he'll be there yeah. through the weekend uh, to report on the ground live for what's happening there Stay in Portland. Stay safe out there, buddy. Yeah, very dangerous situation. Yeah. Um, you have now on C-SPAN a no. caller, a caller, you know, placed a call into the show and then decided to threaten Trump supporters. Huh. And meanwhile, while this is happening, C-SPAN host Jesse Holland failed to just say anything about it. And Boris Epstein, who was on there, was totally shocked by this. Yeah. Just listen to this clip. Let's go to John, who's calling from Mink One, Wisconsin, on the Democratic line. John, good morning. Yes. Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead, John. Okay. I just want to say to this guy, this morning, a Trump supporter was killed, was shot and killed in a drive-by in Milwaukee. I don't know if you got that news, but the people in Milwaukee are waiting for those troops to come in because they got weapons and it's going to be a lot of bloodshed when they come so that's all i got to say what's that supposed to mean so well, let's, now you have people on your air threatening our lives is that what it is jesse let's keep going to chris who's calling from ocean i don't think we should keep, i mean he just had a caller call in and said that they're going that, that shooting trump supporters is right i mean anybody who's a democrat or independent should listen to what that gentleman just said and realize where the Democrats are in this country. They're threatening our lives. It is disgusting, it's despicable, and it's criminal. And that sounded like a threat against the president and his campaign. I hope the Secret Service investigates it. Let's go to Chris, who's calling from Oceanside, California. Oh my God. And, he, and Boris is right. It's disgusting, yeah. it's despicable, and it's a threat against our lives. 
Because at the end of the day, as we've always said, mm. they want you dead. Yes. And that's not an exaggeration. No. Look at what they're saying. Yeah. Look at what they're saying, right? They've done this plenty of times, and everyone always tries to sugarcoat it. Yeah. They're threatening our lives, and it's time to fight like our lives are on the line because they are. Yeah. And that's what this election oh, hey, really hey, comes listen, down to. Listen, if these people want a war— no, I know. I mean, I, I'm not saying we should start it. We shouldn't start it. We, but when we defend ourselves, it should be like. You well, know, unfortunately, it, I think it may come to that yeah, point. It should be um, like you know the USSR all the way to Berlin. You don't stop. You don't stop at the border of Poland. You go all the way to Berlin and you storm the Reichstag and you burn it to the ground. You know, there's been a lot of talks about an irreparable divide in the country, and I think oh, that's yeah. there. I think we're here. Oh, that that was there in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was really Obama that, yeah. uh, you know fomented that yeah. entire racial division aspect, yeah, right? That's ridiculous. And, you know, maybe you're gun-toting, Bible-toting oh, yeah. lovers. You're bitter, you're bitter clingers. Bitter clingers, bitter yeah, clingers. that's what it was. Yeah. It'll be it, it, devastating, so let's just, let's hope it doesn't go down no, that No, I know, route. I hope but it if, doesn't but happen. If, but if the, if the far left and the Democrats want to continue going down this route, fine, but it'll be devastating. But that's, but why, you always, that's why you always got to stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> and uh, you yeah. have... The words of the famous Colonel Kurt Schlichter, buy guns yeah. and buy ammo. Or, Very difficult to do right yeah, now, or by I the like, way. Uh, I like uh, – or General Mattis. You know, be nice to everybody, but be sure to always have a plan to kill everybody in the room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He did say yeah, that. Yeah, so. But all, real quick on the guns and ammo topic, it yeah. is impossible to buy anything right now. <laughs> I, I've been looking, and it is unbelievable. I mean the stocks are completely exhausted. You can't find an AR-15 – Nearly anywhere right now. Well, I mean, and, I, I mean, you just answered. I mean, this this podcast just answered those questions. Well, I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, if they're throwing bombs and acid, I mean, who's not going? You have to- you have rounds of five five six. Yeah. Which I got in January for uh, thirty cents a round are now sixty cents a round. Yeah. So I think I saw there's a is it a liberal reporter? I forget his name. I got to go back to this, but somebody was like. Basically, it was one of those an act in three parts tweets. So yeah. he was like, "These these protests are peaceful." To oh my god, things are getting intense. To that's it, I'm buying a firearm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it was I a guy. In, it was a guy in Seattle. Yeah. He said, "Oh, I walked through the Chaz. It was yeah. peaceful." Yeah, yeah. And then the Starbucks in his apartment building got looted on uh, Saturday, and he immediately changed his tune. Right, can I just say that <laughs> is so that that, that is so, I mean, perfection. You, you can't make this up. The Starbucks gets <laughs> gets yeah. destroyed, and the white. Liberal says it's time to get guns. Yeah, <laughs> which I think that the uh, the new gun purchases and ownership aspect is being overlooked in its effect on this election. Ten I, million new gun owners. Uh, yeah, it's not months. not all of those are going to be Republicans. I agree. Right? No, I agree. And, and, and overwhelmingly, yeah. it's been shown in the past that gun owners vote Republican yeah. and vote Trump. Yeah. You don't think that someone who was p- traditionally a Democrat that now went out and bought a gun because they fear for their life in this lawless Democrat utopia yeah. is going to not vote for Trump? Yeah, we'll see. So I, I – And it is – gun on, I know, I know for us it's interesting. For, for liberals who don't like to really dig into it, but – there, there, it is a very diverse group. I mean, there are Democrat AR-15 owners in Denver who oh, said absolutely. outright, who said outright, we're not going to abide by the new AR-15 ban. I'm, I, I like my guns. Um, look at Pennsylvania. I mean, Pennsylvania has a ton of gun owners. Pennsylvania is a hunting state. Everybody has guns almost. You know, outside of the outside of the collar counties in the Philly area, and you know that the you know Republicans took it back in 2016 for the first time since '88. So yeah. 
I think there's like a it's like a hodgepodge. Like I think sometimes it's like they're very local. Like a local PA leader who who promotes like a gun ban is going to get trashed. Yeah. But statewide and national elections, the people who are Democrats going to vote for the Democrat if they agree with you know more on that end of mm-hmm. things. So you know, but dude, thirty one percent of gun owners voted for Terry McAuliffe in twenty thirteen. Here, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's odd. It's interesting. I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, And that, I think, will be something we look at post-voting. Yeah. Yes. Will be very interesting to see how gun owners in general voted. For example, let's take another traditionally, you know, what you think might be a debt, you know, a voter block that goes, you know, one way or the other is union households, right? You think, you know, traditionally very democratic. 48% of union households voted for Trump. Unions shifted overwhelmingly for Trump, which had a huge role in this election. And I think this year year it's going to play the same role because now they've seen even more degradation of their health care. Yes. And at the end of the day, Union workers are blue-collar workers, which yeah. is Trump's, you know, bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Biden used to be Union Joe. Well, but the, the policies that he supports yeah. aren't necessarily in favor Support of Support of the Green New Deal or the Green New Scam yeah. is not pro-union and it's not pro-blue-collar pro, uh, worker. Also, right. I, I would say, Storm, that these workers, these union workers have seen that Trump has delivered more jobs – Better trade deal. I mean, the U.S. I mean, we had Liz Harrington. You know, the USMCA is the biggest trade deal in American history, and it's yep. getting no coverage. And it was done on our their terms, pretty much on, on the basis of the American workers. Yep. So, I think that you know this COVID thing, Trump really needs to get out there and start start listing off the accomplishments. Yeah, uh, I know he's dealing with the COVID stuff, but it's we we need to get that out there again. Yeah, because he has done well for union workers. I think. Yeah, uh, well, I think that. A lot of the key messaging is being held yeah. right now yeah. because you still have China, yeah. Hunter Biden. You know, All these things are going to be after Labor Day because yeah. it's true at the I end agree. of the day that, yeah. yes, there is increased political activation right now in yeah. this country. However, the the real non-political like, hardos like yeah, us yeah, yeah. don't really truly pay attention fully yeah. and make up their minds until after Labor That's Day. That's true. When the so. summer is over, the dog days yeah. are over. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different this yeah, year, it is. but it's going to be interesting. people are going to the beaches, so you yeah. know, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's do – got a lightning round here because yeah. we've got a lot to cover still. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Chicago mayor in an affront to Italian-American heritage uh, took the Christopher Columbus statue. Had any thoughts oh, on that? Terrible. People know he's my the, thoughts. He's, so. know, he's the greatest <laughs> Italian to ever walk the earth. He was a hero. And in this house, Christopher Columbus is a total hero. Oh, yeah. So. Well, you know, I think we should just start, you know, go tear down uh, some of their statues, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. There's anti-Trump statues being put up in D.C. Let's go yeah. fucking deface those and tear yeah. them down. How about that? <laughs> That'd be nice. I am down for that. You now, Tip for tat. And also what was mentioned in the C-SPAN segment, uh, the black Trump supporter that was executed in broad daylight in yes. Wisconsin. Yes, In Milwaukee, uh, authorities say uh, Burnell Trammell, 60 years old, this this poor man was just shot for, I guess, holding up a Trump sign. Yeah. I mean, that's It really, was an execution. That's, that's what it was. That's what they've come to now yeah. at this point. Um, and it's a senseless murder. And yeah. we just want to send our well wishes to his family. Mm-hmm. Um, something uh, that never should happen in this country is yeah. is being killed for your political views. And yeah. That's unfortunately there where we are at this uh, point. There was also another man in Wisconsin. Yeah, a retired cop. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, I forget his name. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. But he was just driving his Harley Davidson, and this Hispanic man who was Trump deranged 
totally unhinged, thought that Harley Davidson, among other things, was a you know a symbol of white supremacy, yep. and ran him over in a head-on crash, I believe. Yep. And no media attention. No, no of course, media attention course. at all. Of course, right? Because well, no, it doesn't you, fit the narrative. You storm. look at this Milwaukee drive-by shooting yeah. as well. And if it was flipped oh, the other way around, it'd oh be my God. national news for a week. CNN would be peddling this for yep. until, until it was dead. Yep. I mean, Calling it a hate crime yeah. and all the whole deal. Trump is responsible. Yep. Republicans are responsible. America's racist. All this stuff. Classic, yep. Yeah. Uh, A&E, predictably, after going woke and canceling live PD, their viewership has now tanked. Yeah. Uh, you know the old line, go bro or yeah. go woke and go broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Comfortably smug with that. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's uh, viewership it's is down about fifty percent, fifty to fifty five percent. So yeah. that was one of your favorite shows. Oh, I loved a lot and you, of PD, and you, and you turned me on to it as well. It's a great show. That was my shit. Yeah, especially at the beginning when they used to have uh, people yeah. in the border towns. Oh my they'd god, they'd be catching Mexicans yeah. running across yeah, the border. Yeah. It was amazing. Raw, and then you know. that turned into a spinoff show. Yeah, uh, a live border or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But you I know. mean, raw footage. It's it's just it's just you're there in the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, and it showed cops doing. But you know what? It showed cops doing their jobs, good work yes. and doing good work, yep. and that they're not all evil. You know, stormtroopers apparently, yep. and that goes against the narrative. It was popular, and it had to go. So yep, terrible, and, really terrible. No, I know it's a war on police. And uh, speaking of the war on police, you have these kneeling athletes, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Ditka. <laughs> Great Mike Ditka is not a not a huge fan of that, and he in fact shredded these people and said that they should leave the country. Uh, let's take a listen to this clip. If you can't respect our national anthem, get the hell out of the country. Then that's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old fashioned, so I'm I'm only going to say what I feel. Uh, I think there's a way that you you protest, and there's a way you don't protest. You don't protest against the flag. You don't protest against this country who's given you the opportunity to make a living playing a sport that uh, you never thought would would happen. So I, I don't want to hear all the crap. You want to try it, try it. You don't, it's okay. I love it. He goes, if you can't respect our national anthem, get the hell out of the country. That's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old-fashioned. I feel like, Well, that's all right, Mike, because yeah. I'm old-fashioned too. Yeah. I mean, real I Americans like, I are. I feel like it was one of his classic uh, pressers he did when he was the, the Chicago yeah. Bears coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, over the weekend, we had a terrible ruling come out of the Supreme Court oh thanks to noted liberal John Roberts yet again uh, basically deciding on a 5-4 vote that the a church in Nevada does not have the same uh, permissions that the casinos do. And the the real news was Justice Neil Gorsuch's scathing one-paragraph dissent. Oh, and I yeah. want to read this in full because I'm okay. not sure if everybody's seen it. Quote, this is a simple case. Under the governor's edict, a 10-screen multiplex may host 500 moviegoers at any time. A casino, too, may cater to hundreds at once with perhaps six people huddled at each craps table here and a smaller number, smaller number gathered around every roulette wheel or there. Large numbers and close quarters are fine in such places, but churches, synagogues, and mosques are now banned from admitting more than 50 worshipers, no matter how large the building, no matter how distant the individuals, how many wear face masks, no matter the precautions at all. In Nevada, it seems, it is better to be in entertainment than religion. Maybe that's nothing new, but the First Amendment prohibits such obvious discrimination against the exercise of religion. The world we inhabit today, with a pandemic upon us, poses unusual challenges. 
but there is no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. And that last line is the real key to this all. Yeah. And I mean, John Roberts has been nothing but a disappointment, and I don't even want to get started on that. Let's uh, let's talk about voter fraud. We could do a whole episode on. We could do whole episodes on a lot of things. (laughs) John Roberts is one of them. Fucking piece of shit. Um, Let's talk about voter fraud. So, again, you have the liberals saying, "Oh, mail-in voting is totally fine. There's never any fraud, and there's no evidence of such things happening." And uh, interestingly enough. Recent New York Times article titled Three Weeks After Primary, New York Officials Can't Say Who Won Key Races Because Tens of Thousands of Ballots Are Still Uncounted and Many Races Have Yet to Be Called. Three Weeks. And Ari Fleischer, the great Ari Fleischer, says, quote, This article should stop states dead in their tracks from attempting mass mail-in elections this November if states have not done it before. Washington and Oregon have proven track records. They can handle it. Most states cannot. That's true. That's very true. I agree. We yeah. Listen, if you want to really set a powder keg off, you have multiple days where we don't know who won yeah, the fucking exactly. election. I mean, multiple weeks. This is weeks here, man. Yeah, it can't be weeks. Yeah. It can't be weeks. And ex- expand that by like, you know, just what big, big picture. If it's one state with three weeks, how many will, you know, a dozen states? Yeah. It, this could be ha- – it could be months. Uh, you can't have it. Well, I don't think it could be months. Um, well, you never know. You have I states don't trust now. These states, man. I agree. But then you have the case of, oh, well, we just found this box of ballots. Oh, oh yeah, like they did in Florida. And then it's probably yeah. 99% Biden. Oh, yeah. oh it's look, like, it's all these. Yeah, oh, look, we just <laughs> oh, found look, these look, ballots look, on the look, back look, of a truck. Look what fell off the truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, you all know that two Sundays ago, President Trump sat down for an hour long contentious interview with Chris Wallace, who fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> But President Trump answered every question, right? Yeah. The interview aired, and then the obvious question became whether uh, Vice, former Vice President Joe Biden would do the same, which we all knew the answer to. But now we have the real answer. Let's listen to this. In our interview last week with President Trump, he questioned whether his Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, could handle a similar encounter. Well, this week we asked the Biden campaign for an interview, and they said the former vice president was not available. We'll keep asking every week. He'll never sit down oh, for an interview no. with Chris Wallace. Oh, no. He hasn't even sat down for an no. interview with a liberal outlet. Yeah. I mean, this guy is fucking yeah. hiding Biden. Yeah. He, I mean, he's I mean, literally the trying. Bo- the body double can't be outside that. Oh, my heat. God. The pod so, person. Yeah, the pod melt. person. The, 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 the facial, the, it, the face would start to melt. So he can't be out there. But he is really testing the limits of yeah. how hidden can you be and try to win the presidency. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, uh, the American people need to stand up and say, this is bullshit. Yeah. This guy wants to be president and he's going to hide like yeah. this? What, what happens if he decides, oh, I'm not going to debate? Oh, that's going to happen. I, th- I think it might. I mean, I think but, that they're going to try to do- they're, they're going to try to pitch that. I think the, the, the pressure will be so much from both sides. Because even liberal media hacks are going to be like, you know what? You, you got to debate. I mean, this is a presidential well, election. Well, right. You got to debate. So. And I think, I think exactly that. I don't think he'll be able to finagle that. Yeah. Because they're – I mean, that's double-sided sword. Yeah, it is. And both are really bad for him, which is good for us. Yeah. But one, if he doesn't debate – that's a scandal in itself. It is. Right? Why are you afraid? Why? Why are you afraid? Exactly. Right. We can make it with no audience. We can make all yeah. these be is just the two you guys. You two on people there. standing six. Yeah. You could put them ten feet apart. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Get tested before the whole yes. deal. Right. It'll be an empty room. Yep. Yeah. It can get done. Yep. Then, if he does debate, yeah, 
I mean, the potential downside there, and then that's why I think they're even talking about this potentially yeah. trying to have him not debate because the downside of a potential debate for him, yeah, is extreme. I mean, you can't I mean, extreme. He'll, he'll get on there and he'll talk about how you know at the pool he liked you know he likes seeing guys with hairy legs and I like to rub them. Well, no, they're his hairy legs. <laughs> oh, his hairy legs. And sorry. he likes the children. <laughs> he likes the children to sit on his lap and rub knew, his hairy legs. I knew legs. it was something weird. Yeah, it, and well, it made yeah, of course no it's sense. Weird. So of course it's weird. I mean, it's it's. Um, Given just the unique aspect of this cycle, there's been no, really no rallies on both sides. Yeah. There's been, I mean, it's just, it's been mostly a digital election. You gotta have a debate. You gotta have some aspect of, I mean, even the, D, I've heard the DNC is only gonna do two hours of live coverage mm-hmm. at night. That's it. Two yep. hours. Well, this you, used to be an all day affair. And, and not to mention the enthusiasm gap, right? You have Bernie Sanders supporters who are now just starting to wage an insurgency. Ooh. We're going to talk more on the platform in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the Bernie Sanders campaign co-chair, the former co-chair, explained what voting for Biden will feel like. <laughs> Nina Turner said, quote, It's like saying to somebody, you have a bowl of shit in front of you, and all you've got to do is eat half of it instead of the whole thing. But it's still shit. I agree. Nina. And that Nina. just tells you how excited they are, yeah. right? And again, it's just like 2016. If these progressive leftist Sanders supporters don't turn out, he's dead in the water. Yeah. He's dead in the water. Yeah. And there's there's already a, a growing a, because a growing wing in, I think, Michigan or Wisconsin, one of those two states. I mean, they're not like – it's not like it's New York. No, I know. know. It's but, a key states here where this is brewing. But you have him – Going further and further and further to the left to satisfy these people, yeah. but it's still not left enough. And in the meanwhile, He's you're pushing away independence the independents and, the and moderate Dems. The suburbs, yeah. A lot of moderate Dems feel like that party has abandoned them. Oh, I, and yeah. it's kind of the same feeling that Republicans had before 2016. Yeah. And that's how Trump captivated yeah. that emotion. Yeah. So I, I it's very interesting. Yeah. Trump talk, I mean, the big thing was immigration. Mm-hmm. Getting you know, getting the border under control, whereas everybody else was talking about tax cuts and who was more like Ronald Reagan. Yeah. You know, like don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna I'll never bash Ronald Reagan, right? But that time has passed. Right. You know, no one I don't care about who's most like Ronald Reagan. Oh, that was actually a debate question in, in the yeah. debate election. Who's most like Ronald Reagan? I don't care anymore. You know, I want the border secure. I want Okay, sorry. Uh- <laughs> I can go on forever on that. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Sorry. But there's a lot of <laughs> I, I always go back to the Selena Zito book, The Great Revolt. Yeah. That was a fundamental political realignment in this country. And some people are still too dumb to fucking realize it. Yeah. Like I can't believe how many people yeah. are in politics. Yeah. And they still don't realize that the old Republican Party is dead. Yeah. Dead. The establishment yeah. Republican Party, gone. Yeah. Never to be recovered. Yeah. The Republican Party is now a conservative, populist, well, I would say nationalist that, yeah. Yeah, I would say a, a, right, a right-wing populist yeah, party. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not saying that – I'm, I'm, I'm a proud right-winger over here. Me too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's – Trump made me realize yeah. that I'm more – I'm yeah. definitely a conservative nationalist populist. Oh, yeah. Like that's my – Let me <laughs> tell you folks, you know, th- this group in the Great Revolt could have gone to the Democrats just as easily. 
Right. Just as easily because there are a lot of people who think that the system is rigged just like the far left. Yeah. They're mad about the trade deals just like the far left. They are economically progressive just like the far left. I think people would be shocked how many how many Trump – people in the Trump coalition would actually support Medicare for all. Yeah. Almost a quarter. The what Trump the, coalition is very diverse. What they're going to really be shocked about is when President Trump wins re-election oh, again because yeah, the polls told them that they're up by double digits yeah, and that the left-wing media says, oh, yeah. there's no way that Biden doesn't win this election. They're doing it again. Yeah. They're doing the same. Same exact yep. thing again. Yep. Oh, but but again, the one thing that brings them over to our side is the you know support for American history, our culture, and well, that's what I was going to say. They think of nationalism yeah. as a dirty word. Yeah. I think of it as a great word. It's a great word. It's it's like patriotism. It's being proud of your country. Yeah. Exactly. It's with synonymous that. with patriotism. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Absolutely. Now, do I think it should be exp- exported like the neocons wanted to do it uh, in the Muslim world? I don't think so. I think you need to pump the brakes. Well, on I think that. that's failed. So yeah. we're good pump there. Pump the brakes on that. <laughs> you know. You know, I was just watching 13 Hours again the other night, which yeah. is the Benghazi movie. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. We cannot do that again. Oh, my. Like, yeah, yeah. the people, again, the people that Biden wants to bring in are... Oh, my God. Oh, terrible for this country. Oh, my God. We'll, we will be, like, anywhere where there is a humanitarian crisis, we'll have the Marines deployed. And it's so. being talked about that Susan Rice might be a leading VP candidate. I couldn't think of anyone for him to choose that would activate the GOP base more. Hide and Biden and Lion Susan. Yeah, I mean honestly, that 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 I mean that's that's the ticket. I mean, she's the one behind all yeah. of this Russiagate bullshit. Yep. Like you couldn't pick someone worse, I think, oh, yeah. to activate the GOP base. I mean, if he does it, great for she us. She's one of the starting but, QBs. And remember, Obama to Susan. Uh, yeah. Susan, get the right people. Yeah, get the on right this people. Thing. She's the one who sent the cover up email yeah. on election day. Uh, but I I still hold that these polls are wildly wrong, and I know you agree yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, you know, according to the Real Clear Politics average, uh, Biden is up by 8.4% among likely voters. Now, actually, I don't think this is among likely voters. I think that that has registered voter polls mixed in with it. Yeah. Just a caveat there. Um, it takes one bad debate, and right. this whole thing is thrown into chaos again. And I, you never – what's one thing you never do, folks? And you know this, I'm, but the liberal media doesn't, but I'm sure you do. Never count Trump out, especially when he's down. Yeah, oh, I he, agree. He does best. When he's, he's just better as an underdog. Yeah. Better as an underdog. He and does best when he's the the guy that's 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 losing. So but we have a new focus group of Michigan swing voters, most of whom switched from voting for Obama twice to voting for President Trump in 2016, telling a different story. According to Axios, quote, some swing state voters in Warren, Michigan, questioned Joe Biden's ability to lead the country, calling him a puppet who's not mentally capable of being president. While admitting they haven't paid much attention to his events, platforms, or speeches. So that shows that the messaging is getting there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Then they also said that this focus group shows Biden losing on the issue of competency. Many of these voters prioritize the economy as their number one issue in the election and continue to trust Trump on that issue, saying that the economy was doing well before the pandemic. In addition to improving the economy and trying to bring more jobs back to the United States – uh, a man named Jeff said he's picking Trump because, quote, I don't think that Biden is mentally capable. And uh, another guy described Biden as, quote, up there in age and showing signs of dementia, as well as a puppet who is controlled by a lot of people in the deep state. So ooh, ooh, and he went ooh. on to define the term that term, the deep state, as, quote, the lobbyists, the people that have the big money, the people that have influence on a lot of the politicians. So, again, that populist messaging yeah. Yeah. is resonating in places like Michigan and Wisconsin, yeah. Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah. The Rust Belt – and then you tile that t- together with 
Biden's wanting to just destroy the energy industry in this oh, country, yeah. destroy fracking and coal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if, I really, if, if, really yeah. hesitate to believe yeah. any polls coming out that say that Biden has a significant advantage. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's true. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm again, you know me, I'm holding off as well. And honestly, here's the kind of the scary part. You know, if Biden, Biden could, I'm not talking now. I'm just like, t- talking him, uh, observing his entire career. Biden could make a populist narrative to sell to these people and yeah. win them over. Absolutely, he could. The problem is, his the Democratic Party it has been taken over by the urban elites. Yep. Mostly. They're the, they're still the gatekeepers. I know the Bernie people want to want want to to take them down, and, and eventually I think they will. But for now, they're still the gatekeepers, and they think that, you know, blowing up fracking, the fracking industry is what's good for America, and fuck these people, honestly. Yep. Everyone in that focus group, they say, they give the middle finger to. You know, it's oh well, they're just not they're they're just country bumpkins, they're not college educated, and that's their fault. Yep, that's honestly how they feel, view those people. They and hate good, us. Good segue because I mean, let's we have college degrees, let's talk about I mean. the yeah. Well, we we have yeah. college degrees, but we're with the people. Oh yeah, we're with the people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's talk about because you don't need to have a college degree to be no, successful in this country. Yeah. That's something yeah. that the liberal elite have been pushing for yeah. now decades. Yeah. You don't need to have well, a college degree. Agreed. You, I, I still think college is something that should be promoted, but also trade schools. I don't know that college Honestly, should be something that's promoted anymore because, cause because yeah. you're just sending your kids off to well, an indoctrination yeah, camp. Yeah, with this whole 1619 you're, project you're paying, being filtered you're through. You're paying $50,000 a year yeah. to have your kids be re-educated by liberals. Yeah. So I think that we need to have a serious discussion in this country about colleges, about academia, academia uh, okay. I will and, say, okay. and education, yeah. K-12 to education, because yeah. teachers are overwhelmingly liberal. Yeah. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have an eighth grade middle school teacher who was super conservative, and yeah. he's actually one of the people that led me into conservatism. Yeah. But, I mean, overwhelmingly yeah. liberal. I, 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 I think we need I more people yeah. to go to trade schools. Yeah, we need yeah. more people to become skilled laborers in this mm-hmm. country. I mean, you look at people who There's are electricians. M- yeah. They some of them make more than we do. Oh yeah. So and let me tell you something. E- even in the thirty first century, there's still going to be a need for an electrician and a plumber. Exactly. And there's yep. nothing wrong with that. You know these these people in New York City. You know, oh, you know, he's an electrician. Yeah. You know, well, the learn to code thing was hilarious because rural. you don't need to go to college to learn to code. No. You could do that on your own. I didn't go to college you know to, to code, code. You know how to code. And now I know how to do I it. Think, yeah. I think I, uh, our friend in the office knows how to code too. Yeah. You're, you're, taught myself. Yeah. yeah. Taught, taught myself. It's, that's how it goes. You have to develop skills. When I'm not you, good with you know, numbers. I'm an Asian and that's not good with numbers. So that's because you were raised code. by Italians. <laughs> but <laughs> if you had an Asian dad. Matt, why are your math you skills know no code? good? You know how to code? No, Dad, I don't. <laughs> Talk to me, you know how to code. Why are your math skills no good? <laughs> you go back and do, study. Do math. <laughs> yeah, do math. Um, but anyway, back to back to the DNC platform here because it is being run by white liberal elitists, and it's very clear here what's going on. Well, talk about liberal academia coming into the platform here. Exactly. This, for this shit. Because, I, oh. uh, which, quick aside, did yeah, you see yeah. the Wall Street Journal beat back the uh, progressive cancel culture people at their publication? Oh, yeah. They're like, we're going to we're gonna publish what we want. Fuck you, right? Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was great. So that was yeah. awesome. But the new DNC platform is nothing more than an anti-white screed. The new platform calls for a shift in counterterrorism priorities to, quote, respond to the growing threat from white supremacists and other right-wing groups. And uh, apparently this is necessary because, quote, President Trump's words and actions have given safe harbor and encouragement to bigots 
anti-Semites, which that one's hilarious. Oh we'll circle back on that. God. Islamophobes and white supremacists. And the Washington Examiner's Paul Bedard found 15 references to whites in this platform, all damning and talking about how evil white people are. And uh, uh, before we circle back to the anti-Semite yeah. thing, yeah. they also, however, rejected the Bernie Sanders momentum for Medicare for All, and they are not putting that in the platform, which is sure to cause oh, consternation among the far left wing. That's going to cause a lot of heartburn. Yep, a lot yep. of heartburn. So let's let's circle back to the anti-Semites thing because yeah. I found that particularly interesting. Yeah. Because the president has never been anything but encouraging to the Jewish people. He is a great friend of Israel. In fact, part of his family is now Jewish. I, I've never understood the whole anti-Semitic Thing. Well, it's projection because yeah. look at their rhetoric surrounding Jews. Oh, it's it's proto Nazi. You th- yeah, you would think yeah. that you're literally when you're listening Reading Heinrich to Heinrich Himmler exactly. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree. When you're listening to Ilhan Omar yeah. and Rashida Tlaib and Farrakhan yeah. and all these people that are beloved darlings of the left, yeah. you uh, what's what's the one recently where the actor, the leftist actor who said something about the Jews and then had to apologize. I forget. I forget his name. I forget his He's name. He's irrelevant. There's, there's been a lot. There's but you been have, a lot. Yeah, that you the, have, that you shows have, you the part of the problem. You have black so football players. Yeah. You have black uh, TV hosts yeah. talking about this yeah. stuff. And using language that is very akin to the Nazis. Yeah, pretty much. Call, basically calling them vermin. Yeah. You Saying, know. oh, the Jews control all the yeah. banks and power. Like, oh my God! What, what, I mean, that's the oldest. That's the oldest trope yeah. in the book. You have right people there. calling for the destruction of Israel yeah. on the left. Oh yeah. So how can you possibly say yeah. that President Trump and the right wing in this country is anti-Semites? That's ridiculous. It, and it's it, all I – mean, they talk about dog whistles. You know, we don't, yeah. have, we don't have dog – they're the ones that, 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 that spew most like – 80 percent of this shit oh, in dog whistle form. I know. I mean just, I just read Rashida Tlaib's yep. t- uh, Twitter account. I mean it's just ridiculous. It's totally unbelievable. And here yeah. we are yet again where yeah. they're perpetrating more lies. Yeah. I mean, that's all they do nowadays. They, I mean, that that is a play. And, and, and honestly, I mean, we, we could see this coming from, you know, a couple years away. This is their playbook. They want to maximize the cities. Yep. I'm so, I mean, that's what all this white, anti-white shit comes from. Yeah. They want to maximize the – but they don't know that a lot of these voters, they see it's like the same old, same old. They're not enthused. I mean, honestly, in 2016, there was a lot of black voters who didn't want, who didn't want to vote for Clinton. Because, well, well, first of all, she called them super predators yeah. years ago. Let's yeah. not forget that. Biden well, the, locked them up. On the white side, it's also silent majority. Yes. Because how long can you be called a racist for before you realize, oh, gee, yeah. maybe this political party doesn't actually represent my interests oh, yeah. or think that I, you know, yeah. am a good American? And it's getting right? – I mean it's becoming a punchline. I mean it's yeah. just, I mean like, oh, you used Aunt Jemima maple syrup? You're a racist. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's, it's becoming this type of retroactive – Well, that's, the, that's the first insane. thing that the left jumps to when they don't have anything to back up their argument. Oh, yeah. oh you're a racist. Yeah. Look at what they did to Tom Cotton, right? Yeah. He made a very simple quote about why the founders in the Declaration of Independence and you know Constitution didn't tackle slavery. Yeah. Because at the time, they knew it was an issue that had the ability to tear apart the country. Yeah. The country was too new the to Southern tackle that issue. The colonies, they needed Virginia, yeah. which was the most powerful, most richest, the richest colony in the 13 colonies. They needed them to get on board. They actually, well, first of all, they needed everybody to get on board, right? Yeah. And what's one thing that everybody was in agreement of, separating from Great Britain. 
Let's get yeah. that done first and we can focus on the other stuff later, which yeah. is pragmatic. And it's also, listen, there were slaves. There were people that were slaves at the time. And for yeah. God's sakes, like, what are you going to do? I mean. Well, you know, like, what they did was they took a, a, a fairly, an, uh, like, you know, simple quote yeah. where he said that the founders believed it to unfortunately be a necessary evil at the time. Yes. They took that to mean Tom Cotton saying that slavery was a necessary oh, evil. Oh, my God. And they were like, oh, he's a racist. I'm like, okay. what are you talking oh about? God. These people are mentally unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, I mean, this is what happens when you, you when you dabble in this historically illiterate bullshit. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, uh, and, and honestly, I mean, I know we've said this before. It's meant to be, you know, no nuance. It's meant to be a standard which no one can live by so that they can relate, that they can erase everything and start yeah. new. Yep. That's the whole point of this. So, I mean... I was probably uh, – we called a Chinaman back in the day. That's what that's just – Well, according to Joe Biden, <laughs> I mean, right? according to Joe Biden, you all look the same. Oh, yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah. You know. I know that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying like – I mean again, not politically correct. But that's what they call people. They just oh, oriental. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Not Chinaman. Okay. Oriental, Orientals, yeah. right? They used to call us Orientals. Whatever. I mean we're from the Orient. I mean my grandma, you know, uh, my late grandma used to – she wasn't racist but she still used to call black people colored. Well, that was just um, that was common nomenclature. Yeah, it was. Back I mean, for then, God's yeah. sakes, the NAACP, I believe, still is the you know the yeah, National Association the color of Colored People. people. Yeah. So it's just like you know, <laughs> I mean, know, it's just I mean, it's not like you know, it was using a pejorative term, but I that's know. what they just called it back in the twenties and thirties. Yep. I mean, better than the other word, obviously. But <laughs> and yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is normally where we would do the Biden gaffe of the day segment, but unfortunately, Biden has been hiding. Yeah. And he hasn't done any public events, so we yeah. don't have any gaffes no, for you. Maybe that'll change by Thursday. Other Probably than not. Saying all Asians look the same, uh, saying all, all the Seven Elevens are run by Indian people, and uh, what. Else. Yeah, well, those are old, but yeah. Uh, what else old. did he say? Didn't he? Oh, he, oh yeah, oh he yeah. Poor Obama. kids, poor they, kids can be just as smart as white yeah. kids. Uh, didn't he call Obama the articulate. first articulate, clean, clean. black man to yeah. run for president? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know. can't go down to a Seven Eleven without a slight Indian yeah, accent in Delaware. Yeah. Uh, what else? But all right, we're racial gonna train. Oh yeah, he ain't. You don't vote for me, and you're black. You ain't black. Oh yeah, you ain't black. How do we you forget that one? Yeah, that one needs to be weaponized to the max. Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure. Here's the thing. I really think that the Trump campaign is being very strategic in holding yeah. back their fire, right? Yeah. Like it's, the German U-boats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like they're waiting in a wolf pack formation, yeah. and they're just waiting. They're the waiting and waiting and waiting. The wolf is hungry. <laughs> and then at some point, someone's going to say, unleash the fury. Yeah. And then it's going to yeah. be, you know, total war. Yeah. So Spread shots. They've already Tubes booked one and four. They've already booked, you know, two hundred million dollars of advertising in the fourth quarter. They're raising money at yeah. record paces. So I, I really think that we're set up nicely. Yeah. The the campaign move to bring in Bill Stepien seems to be very smart good, so far. Good. So I think we're in a good position. One last thing about the fundraising, hmm. and this is to the NRCC. Stop sending me the fucking texts. Well, yeah. All right, let's talk <laughs> about the text real quick. So read Kurt's column about it. Yeah, you you have the NRCC, which. Uh, you know, Colonel Kurt Schlichter had uh, tweeted at saying, hey, you might want to stop this condescending tone in your text messages. Oh, and don't send me 55 a day because that is becoming an issue. And they try to like snap back some bullshit on Twitter because the NRCC is being run by a bunch of uh, douchebag millennials. Yeah, really, that was and ridiculous. totally lacking professionalism. And I'm like, hey, maybe you should bring someone in who actually knows the age group that you're supposed to be targeting, yeah, no. because 
this ain't it. Yeah. And so that turned oh, into a spat, and Kurt wrote a, Kurt wrote a good column on yeah. it. Yeah. And many influential conservatives took to them on Twitter saying, hey, Kurt's right here. Maybe you should readjust your strategy. But no, these D.C. consultants know yeah, best. They, you know, they're in the same vein as yeah. the Project Lincoln yeah. fucking GOP establishment that lost elections for years yeah. and years and years. And here we are. They know best, which is why Romney was elected president. Oh, wait, I forgot. Yeah. Well, they don't. They also don't have the guts to do what's ta- what's needed. Oh yeah. But know. you know, that's another episode, that's another episode right episode. there. That's another episode in itself. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we do have to reelect President Trump. And if there's one text list you should join, it is that of the president's. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters just like you. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And we're going to wrap up the show for today. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. Send us an email if you want to chat, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of our fans. And thank you so much for listening to Triggered. Of course, leave us your five-star ratings and reviews. And thank you for sticking with us. We are just 98 days until the election. Oh, boy. And it is going to be a war. That's for sure. (laughs) So we'll be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered, and we'll see you then. Later. Later.